We talk a lot about e-commerce here on Smarter Building Materials Marketing and how it is changing the way products are sold. With everything that's happened with COVID, we've seen a tremendous increase in the amount of products being sold online, which is causing many manufacturers to level up their e-commerce efforts. And here's the hard truth I wanna impress upon you today is that for many building product categories, if you're not selling your products online, your customers are going to go find someone else who is, which is why I'm excited about today's episode because we bring on a guest who's found a way to sell building products online at scale. And the cool thing about this is that they're actually doing this for very heavy building materials products. So if you're thinking, oh, I can't sell my product online because it's too heavy, this is an excellent episode for you. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, and we have a great show planned for you today. We've got Carson Combs, who's the founder of Zen Build, and it's an online retailer of brick products. We got connected recently, and I got on the phone with you, and I was just, you know, ooing and on because I was just like, man, this is just an incredible business model, and I, I think you're really pushing the industry forward. I'd love to just start out by just maybe share us a little bit about your story and how you got into this building product space, and then share with us about Zen Build. Yeah, no, no problems. Yeah, a great conversation. Happy to be on your your show, Zach. Had a chance to listen to several of the podcasts prior, and yeah, it was just great where you're digging into, you know, where we're in the trenches every day, and mm-hmm. you're doing it with multiple sectors in the construction industry. And our niche primarily is brick and thin brick, and, and we're going into other areas now too. But I've been in the industry for 16 years and started for a you know traditional brick and mortar location, and I did commercial sales. So I worked with developers, hospitals condominium projects, multifamily, and went from that company to an acquisition that happened in 07, you know, that best year. Best year ever, it, right? In, in, in construction materials, <laughs> 07, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the cold sweat dreams that we yep. wake up and go, oh God, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. That company was bought in 07, and the company that bought us unfortunately didn't weather the recession. It was acquired by a larger company in 2012. And after my stint in doing it, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. My grandmother owned a grocery store when I was a little kid and just had this desire and had enough experience in the field that said, I can do this on my own. And went home and told my wife and she went, oh, hell, what? And, what do you want to uh, do? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? And downsized the house, moved my two children and my wife and I into a small condominium and we started out of our garage. You went we all had, in. We went all in, but... Bought old cars, no credit card debt, got liquid, and uh, your wife must really love you. She's she is my biggest cheerleader and supporter. That that's is awesome. That's a great great observation. But started doing the same thing I had done for the previous company, commercial sales, kind of in the greater Chattanooga area in North Georgia and Alabama. Ran into a little issue with the company that had bought us in a non compete I'd signed years prior, and got in a position where I couldn't do anything within a radius of my hometown. Ooh. So. We get started hitting that million mark in those first couple months, and then we were very specifically told we couldn't do that. So we were put in a spot where we kind of had to think outside the box, and that's what led to what is today's end build. And so we got online and started tinkering around with Google and running some ads and products. And the You're just first- testing things out, just yeah, seeing what yeah. sticks. 
Yeah, and we knew, you know, we knew from other, again, sectors in the economy, you know, T-shirts and hats and, you know, hell, Netflix was sending me DVDs because we couldn't afford to go out and do anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> we're sitting there and I just got thinking, you know, there's nobody in the e-commerce space in my industry. Mm. And because I had done commercial projects, we would always direct ship from the plant direct to the job site. Yep. And that made a lot of sense to me. Whereas, you know, the traditional manner was you pick it up at a, a plant, you bring it into a yard, you unload it, then it gets moved around on the yard, then eventually gets put back on an outbound truck to go to a job site. And so cost, every time you're picking up, bricks heavy, you know, a cube of brick weighs a ton, literally. A literally, ton. does it? Yeah. <laughs> and so it just made a lot, a lot of sense to me. And so we started, you know, trying things. And that first customer came in and it was a small little baseball coach somewhere yep. in Kentucky. I don't recall where. He's like, man, I'm doing a backstop. You know, I, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'm, I'm just looking for some product and we were able to help him. And from that point up until we launched the new site, ZenBuild in June of 2019, we had had a little over 5,000 projects nationwide. Wow. Congrats. It's huge. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, we have learned a lot, you know, and ultimately, you know, beyond matching product and bringing the industry into the 21st century, we move heavy product across the country. That's what we know and, that, and that's what we do. And so when we launched ZenBuild.com, we actually changed our name from Brick Hunter, which was mm. our previous name to ZenBuild because the thought process was if we can move brick effectively across the country, what else can we? What else can you do? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, listen to your podcast and kind of my experience and everything else, you know, you're, you're keying into the same conversations that we've had for the last several years with manufacturers and in our brick industry and, and stone and related industries in that online, you know, is growing so quickly and no one in that sector really goes, Hey, we need to hire a director of e-commerce. You're starting to see it, but I mean, how, how far behind is building products, you oh. know? Yeah, I mean, you know, that unfortunately is sad because you look at, you know, building products are tied into the fabric of everyone's life. Where we eat, where we sleep, yeah, where we work, where our kids go to school, you know, where we go out for beers, <laughs> you know, all those things, there's building materials tied into that. And so it's so prevalent all around us that you would think for, you know, innovative products is as uninnovative as brick is, as people think it is, you know, it's a 10,000 year old product and it's on some of the most amazing buildings in the world. And so our passion for it, you know, kind of translate when we talk to our customers, but it's just great to, you know, be here on your show. And then also, you know, just see that there's other people out there too that are cheerleading the same thing across the industry. It's my people, right? My people. My people. You're part <laughs> my of my tribe, Zach. You're in my tribe, man. There we go. You know what, what I love about your story, Carson, is so many times when you look at like successful businesses, they've gone to an area where people say, oh, that's not possible or that's too difficult. Whenever someone right. says like, oh, that's not possible or that's too difficult, there's a business to be had there. And people said, oh, you can't ship brick. It's too expensive or too heavy. Oh, you can't ship brick. No one's going to do it. No one's going to go online and buy it. Right. Do you know how much search intent has increased for exterior products online on Google in the last four years? I was doing research on this. Do you have any idea? No, I would, I'd love to know. I know. For our sector, I have a pretty good idea, but I'd be interested. It's between 35 and 65% across the board, whether you sell wow. roofing, exterior siding, decking, whatever it is, 
search intent, I go to Google, I search for your mm-hmm. product on Google. It's up 35 to 65%. So people say, oh, well, no one's looking for my product online. No one's going to buy online. That's not what the data says. No, no, huh. and the data doesn't lie. And, you know, it, it's kind of hard to rationalize because, you know, manufacturers of building materials are typically coming from an engineering or data background. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we get to economies of scale? How do we get shrinkage down on, on this production run? How do we get our timeline and push through, you know, the whole process better? And when they see that, I think there's just a barrier. You know, I was thinking about this, you know, after I listened to one of your podcasts, I was like, I remember reading a book, I don't remember which book it was, but it was about Kodak. Yeah, okay. And, and, you know, how Kodak had the opportunity, you know, to go digital. Oh, yeah, they did. And they were the first ones to what? To literally invent or discover, is that right? Digital cameras, right? Yeah, and they're like, look, our core business is in film, in developing film in these cameras. And I'm like, the whole disruption of that that industry, which is, you know, adjacent, but it's still part of the, the U.S. economy, just literally flipped in a oh, short yeah. amount of time because the guys that were, you know, at the helm who should have been thinking not next quarter, next year, but five and 10 years down the road, were like, ah, that'll never work. It's true. I was talking to somebody recently about a particular category within building products. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why hasn't somebody gone out and just completely disrupted this online? Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, I think the issue is the fact that these people in leadership are only looking at their bonus or looking at the revenue that year. They're looking at this quarter, looking at this year. They don't have the foresight. I don't mean this is a criticism. It's just the reality of the world we live in. Like right. t- to really change the industry, you've got to have like years worth of vision. Like you're looking at this, like not as just a this year thing. You're looking at what you're going to do f- three, five, 10 years from now, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we were very fortunate, you know, after we'd had that many projects, we had investors come in to help us build out the platform because mm-hmm. they saw, you know, you're talking about the data yeah. on searching. Do they see that? They look at that and go, look what's yeah. going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact is, is in my mind and my belief is, is in less than 10 years, one out of two purchases in building materials will be done through a digital manner. Oh, I, th- I think you're right. That might be, E-commerce, it might be, you know, a co-op between e-commerce and outbound salespeople, but it's common. I mean, you just, mm-hmm. Home Depot's invested, what, $13 billion in e-commerce? Oh, it's something, it's something crazy. Oh, yeah, easily. And Lowe's is trying to catch up, and Amazon's kind of sitting over here tinkering. They're just going to buy somebody. They're just going to buy them yeah, up. I'm, I'm waiting to read the paper that they bought Lowe's. I, I could see that happening. I thought it would be Lowe's or True Value. Or maybe Ace Hardware because it's yeah. it's that distribution game. Like, are you familiar with Site One? Have you heard of Site One before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, their model is so smart. It's like let's take Amazon and let's bring it to landscapers. Right. Super smart. Yeah. Right? I, and you think you know? I don't. I don't know who the founder or the group guys were with Site One, but you know, it's no different than you know my thoughts staring at the ceiling when I knew I couldn't sell here locally and I had yeah. a two year time frame. You know, I had to figure out how to feed my family. I was like, what am I going to do? And you start thinking, and that's when you get away from the, what's the sales going to be this month? What's it going to be this quarter? What's going to be this year? What's going to be next year? You start going, I got to hustle. Yeah. You know, I got I to gotta figure this out. And I think it's epiphany, you know, and mm-hmm. some of the manufacturers, what's been really exciting for us is since launch, we've had 30% of the manufacturers across the entire country on board onto our platform, wow. which is a huge Congrats. KPI for us. Yeah, thank you. And the ones that get it, really have gotten it once they saw the new site. They saw product fully functioning in e-commerce fashion. Yeah. And prior to that, we just had a, a catalog website up, which you know a lot of the manufacturers 
you know, or distributors or wholesalers that listen to your show have. It's a catalog site, which mm -hmm. is great. But if you're in that customer segment that's searching online looking for product, that funnel from where you come in to then where you go is so fragmented. You have to maybe email someone and hope to get a response. You may have to call. And the ones that have at least online chat, kudos to them, you know? Yeah, it's true. I was driving through, there's this brick manufacturer, actually probably near where you live. I was driving through their like brickyard and they have, gosh, it looks like they have hundreds of thousands of bricks in inventory. And they have these huge stacks, like that ton stack that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And each stack is a different style brick. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being a homeowner or a DIY or even a contractor and trying to figure out exactly what kind of brick you want? Like I was thinking about you in advance of the show and I was like, man, part of the reason why your business model is working so well is that to see style and aesthetic for your kind of product out in the wild, it's difficult. Right. Because you've got to stock all the inventory as a dealer or you've got to have, you know, go to a, a massive dealer network or something like that. You've got to go somewhere. They have a ton of inventory mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, well, just go online. You can right. see all, all the thousands that you have, see it in context, see it close up, see it zoomed in, see it, see it on a house. Yeah. And you do it like this. It's quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In seconds. And that's one of the things that we brought in that you, know, you just, you talk about, you know, problems, right? Yeah. For, for us, one of our largest problems is, you know, brick and thin brick and those products are tactile, mm. you know, and you see them and a customer wants to see a sample of it. Do you do samples? We do. And the way the industry does it is very kind of old school. So a sample gets ordered and it'll take, you know, a week, two weeks, to get to not the end user or the architect or the contractor, the maybe the wholesaler or distributor gets it. And then that person has to take it out or call the customer. And I mean, we're in an on-demand economy. Oh, yeah. When I order something or I request something, I want a tracking number and I want to see it. And when we started, we were running the same issues. And we joke here, we say a sample leads to sale, mm. you know, because the customer sees it. And what we did is we said, hey, we're going to send a UPS label to the manufacturer and have them ship it direct to our customer. And then that customer has the same experience they have when they're on Amazon or they buy something on Target or they buy something anywhere else online. They get a tracking number and they go, oh, okay, that's coming in. And here's what I can expect it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, the kind of the slow, gradual process of moving building materials through to projects. You know, the project managers that are coming up on the commercial side mm -hmm. and the homeowners and the home builders, look, this next generation, you know, if they don't get a phone call back from Bob, they're like, screw Bob, I'm going online. They're going to somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to drive, you know, 20, 30 miles to go do something that they can pick up their iPhone or their Android and go, okay. Oh, wow. And look, there's transparent pricing. It's convenience. It's convenience. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have everything I need here to make a buying decision. And I think therein lies the, the big opportunity for manufacturers where they go through, you know, whether they work with a platform like ZenBuild or they develop their own e-commerce strategy, you are not just reaching a homeowner that you think might buy one unit. You're reaching millions of people. Truth. What's your conversion rate from sample to purchase? Can I ask? 25%. Somebody buys or gets a sample, the likelihood that they're going to actually buy from you is 25%. Is that the main KPI you're looking at? Like the more samples we get, the more sales we're going to get. Like when you look at your funnel, it's not the main, but it's definitely one of our KPIs because, mm -hmm. you know, you look at conversion, right? What it mm -hmm. costs to bring a customer in. A great question. Anybody listening, what does it cost to get that customer? 
the CPA, right? The cost yeah. per acquisition. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you look at that acquisition cost and most people go, uh, that's a, I don't know. How does that work? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like awkward science. Well, how do you measure marketing? You got to yeah. know. 50% works, 50% doesn't. <laughs> you know, that's unfortunately, mm-hmm. sales are up. So I guess marketing's working. Sales are down. I guess marketing's not working. We need to cut marketing. It's not working. You know what I think is really cool, Carson? I know I'm bragging on you here, but like you can make an argument that you're not a brick company, but you're a technology company that sells brick. You know? I would. 100% agree. We're yeah. a technology company. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And so I'd love for you to share from your perspective, if we've got a manufacturer or a dealer or somebody in the building product space listening, what advice would you give them? Like you've got a pretty good vantage point. You built this business. You, you see, you're trying to look at what's ahead. What advice would you give anybody listening to the show? The two. So on your dealer side, you know, I would tell every dealer of any building material product, first thing you need to do is get online chat up on your website. How many people are sitting there answering phones for the people that call in? Have someone do that. And granted, you guys close at five, so nobody's going to do it after hours. But if you're a small dealer, distributor, turn that laptop on while you're yep. at home and you know sit there and watch your Netflix and answer those customers' questions because the buying cycle, five o'clock, it goes all hours of the day. Do you see um, it go up? Are you seeing it go up in the evenings? Yeah, we see traffic increase massively after 5 p.m. That's so cool. That's, that's fascinating. And- it kind of dies down, you know, granted we're across the entire United States. So yeah. West coast, it, it goes in later, but you know, we see that, that traffic pickup, people are off work, hmm. you know, they're onto their next project. So for the dealers or wholesalers, you know, that have traditional brick and mortar locations and inventory, I would say, number one, at least do that hmm. and see what type of revenue that generates for you over a 12 month period. Second, I would tell them, get online, you know, just, Get a Shopify site. It's pretty simple. Get it up. Yeah, and it's true. Put a couple products up there, and just put that you're servicing this geographical area. It's 20 miles, 50 miles around their around their yard, and here's your delivery fee. And you know, kind of go there on the manufacturing side. You know, I would tell them probably a little bit of the same, but then also talk about you know, you look at you look at Sony, you look at any of these other manufacturers or products, you know, you can still go to Walmart or Target or Best Buy and buy those products and touch them and feel them. But those manufacturers also did kind of like what you said, you know, manufacturers just retail price and they're online. And I, I'm sure they, I don't know if they share that data, but it'd be yeah. interesting to see, you know, how many products are bought online as opposed to how many are bought, you know, in those physical stores. And you've got to really decide, you know, am I going to hold on to a, distribution channel that we've had for 50, 75, hundred years and just hope that my business, you know, continues to grow, or are you going to think outside the box and go, you know, I'm still going to stay with the guys. I'm going to still stay with Bob because we've been with Bob for 25 years, but I'm going to try online because 65% of exterior materials and doors, yep. roofing. I mean, that's insane. That's I didn't crazy. realize it was that high. Oh yeah. It's pretty wild. It's wild. If it, yeah, we were looking from 2016 to 2020. Every year it's like boom, 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 boom. It's wild. And for that, some manufacturers as well, because a lot of them do work with Home Depot and Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm sure Amazon's reached out to some of them as well. And there's other companies in the space as well. But you know, Home Depot and Lowe's are kind of. I, I always, I always think about you know the guy that opens his jacket and he's got what you want. <laughs> and I, I respect and 
have learned a lot off of watching, you know, those two giants battle each other. I mean, think about Home Depot 40 years ago, you know. Oh, there's an article I reference all the time. Three years ago, Home Depot had their best quarter ever. Best mm -hmm. quarter ever. Mm -hmm. You know what Wall Street did? They knocked them like three to five points. Because they're like, we don't, we don't care you had your best quarter ever. Can you imagine being in a boardroom? They had their best quarter ever. And Wall Street's like, we don't care. And they said, we don't think you're Amazon proof. So uh, what, do they, what do they do? They go out, they spend $1.2 billion in supply chain overhaul. Yeah. And then this year, they like, I think their stock price just rose like crazy. You know? You got to respect them. Ken Lagone, I read his, I think it's I Love Capitalism. Okay. Last year. And he's just a scrappy guy and talking about how they raised... I think it was like $2 million is what they raised him and the uh, other two owners. He was kind of the broker putting the deal together. Mm -hmm. He was just thinking ahead. And, mm -hmm. you know, just like those guys did in thinking about geographically putting stores, both Home Depot and Lowe's all across the country, you know, to service customers and kind of create a national brand manufacturers that are working with those guys. That's fantastic. They're embracing e-commerce. Those that aren't or aren't even in the space that Home Depot is really toying in or Lowe's, this is a way to be Ken and, and Bernie and the guys from Home Depot years ago were like, hey, this could be really big. That kind of foresight. Yeah. And, and that's, that's part of the gospel, you know, that we preach when we talk to the manufacturers. And again, I'm, I'm grateful and very blessed to have some amazing people on the manufacturing side that I've had relationships with for over a decade. I've gone, yeah, yeah, this, this is part of our future. You know, that's our cool. next 100 years is going to embrace e-commerce. I think that's, that's what I would tell manufacturers and I'd also, you know, hit on the dealers guys, you know, just do, do a little bit, make it easy for your customer. Cause it's not just a homeowner that you think is going to be a pain in the ass, your commercial contractors and your architects and everyone else, they shop and research online, everything else. Why should they not be able to do it? Get transparent pricing and get your product, make it easy for them. Just make <laughs> it easy. It's so simple. That's great. Well, Carson, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. If someone wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, yeah, they can email me at Carson at Zenbuild.com. Uh, it's Carson at Zenbuild.com or they can give me a call, 423-593-0957. That's my cell. If I get a bunch of telemarketers call me, you can blame it, me. I'm, I'm you blaming you, Zach. I'm sending them to your agency. <laughs> Carson, again, thank you so much, man. This has been awesome. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.